welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bosey. Thank you for joining me on episode 82 of the podcast. Wow, that's a lot of episodes. Those numbers are climbing uh, quite a bit. Uh, so I've been doing this for quite some time. But if you're new to the podcast, what I do here is try to talk about content marketing using sort of these soft touch marketing techniques to grow an audience. And I try to do this in little 10 minute clips. If you're a regular listener, you know, I often go over that, uh, try as I might as hard as I can not to do that. But, uh, Today's topic is sharing, and in particular, sharing on social media. Uh, when you think of why you share something, I mean, there's a number of different ways you can do that, right? In person, in a conversation, or via phone, email, um, all of those things I would contend are different than the way that we share on social media, and that's because there's a public element to social. Now, of course, that public may be a very small community, but there's still this sort of, you know, you put this out there for quote unquote, anyone to see. Now that's going to be different from platform to platform, but you get the idea. It's a little different than just sending an email to someone, sharing a link. It's a very, very different type of transaction. Now let's bring this back to you as the content creator, uh, the person who is likely in, in my audience here, a small business owner of some type, right? Whether that's uh, a startup, a solo entrepreneur, uh, a family business, uh, an author, or uh, any other creative uh, who's using content to connect. Here's the thing. If you're trying to form connections, then the work that you're producing, the content that you're putting out there is going to depend on someone else. Think about that for a second. It's going to depend on someone else. So here's the issue with that. You can't control other people's reaction to your work. All you can control is what you create, what you deploy, and of course, how you do that, right? That means it's going to be up to two things, really the strength of your work, and the reach of your network. If you're a regular listener here, you know that I'm always saying your, your work has got to be good, right? The content has to be compelling. If it's going to depend on others to carry, then it, I mean, by definition, has to be remarkable enough to share, right? People have to want to remark about it. So you really want to ask yourself as objectively as you can when you write a piece or produce a video or a podcast episode like this one, and it came across your social feed or someone shared it with you via email, ask yourself, again, as objectively as you can, hey, would I share this? Would I share this piece of content? Yeah, I know it's mine. I know it's hard to be objective, whatever. But would I actually share this with my network? Is it valuable enough that I would do that? Now, of course, if the answer is no, that's a problem, right? <laughs> because if you wouldn't share it, it doesn't mean that you know no one's going to share it, but it's less likely uh, that that'll be the case. Now, here's the thing about sharing. If you think about why people share... People share things because, really, it's because of, of what it says about themselves, more so than the work itself even, right? So this act of sharing, especially in social, can be somewhat of a selfish act. So one, I want to try to provide some value 
uh, to, to the audience that I serve by saying, hey, listen, here's this link to an article that I really enjoyed, and I think you will too. So you share it. But think, there's a little element behind the scenes uh, that's going on as well, which is sort of, hey, I'm sharing this with you to provide some value to you, but there's also this little piece of it that says, I, by sharing this, want to be associated with the author of that piece. Because the recipient of that link that I've shared, even if it's a very you know, in a very small way, will associate that piece of content with me. Hey, thank you, Michael, for sharing this with me. I appreciate that. You've provided some value to me today. And when we share, there's it may be a small little microscopic element of it, but it is an element of it. There is that sort of selfish aspect to it. So think about this in in terms of, you know, just flip this around and think of it in terms of how does that affect the type of content that you're creating? Really, the question is, will people want to be associated with your work or not? Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If you really kind of think of it, not as, you know, sort of you, the sharer, but you, the creator, will other people think it's good enough that they'll want to be associated with either your concept or idea or you, the creator? Kind of cool, right? Makes you think of of just producing work in a different way or with a different mindset. Now, the reason that you want to do this, right? There, I mean, look, there's no marketing engine strong enough to propagate your work as far as you want it to reach, right? You need this network. So if you're trying to form these connections and trying to build this audience and gather folks around you and your ideas, I mean, you need other people to carry your ideas. You can't do it alone. So here's the thing. When you boil this down, right, there's two things about your content that are absolutely required. One is the content itself, and one is the ease at which you can share it. Right. So I already talked about this, but the content's got to be compelling enough that people take that action. So think about this. Your content is going to help a user, a reader, a viewer, a listener say something uh, about themselves that they couldn't do as well on their own. Think about it as sort of you help them with that. It's sort of like like what a greeting card does, right? They'll sort of write an inscription there that's, that's humorous or serious or thankful or whatever the case may be, but they do it for you so that you don't have to go to the work to do that. That's what you're doing when you're producing content. Same thing with a mixtape, that concept, creating a playlist for someone uh, of a bunch of songs that say the thing that you want to say in a way that maybe you feel like you can't or they can just do it better. It's kind of cool. So... Yeah, the content's got to be really good. But then here's the other piece, too. You've got to make it really, really easy to share as well. So the format matters a lot. And of course, the digital world changed this completely. Where the mixtape was a physical product, and you'd hand that to someone, and it was a, it, that was a great tradition. Um, today, you know, a printed book... Uh, Vinyl LPs, tapes like the mixtape or a CD. I mean, look, any physical product, really, when you think about it, kind of gets in the way of the propagation of ideas. I love the concept of the hegemony of the copy by Kevin Kelly, uh, which is basically, hey, if I own this CD, you don't. If I own this book, you don't. There's only one copy of it, and that by its very nature means it's not going to be able to travel as well, right? Um, either you have to borrow it, purchase it yourself, uh, get it from the library, whatever. 
but one copy per one person. And obviously, digital is very different, and especially when we talk about blogs and we talk about podcasts or YouTube videos or any other way that you're propagating content, uh, multiple people can see it at the same time. We take this for granted. But the thing is, you want to make this, whatever it is that you're producing, you want to make it really easy for them to share. So, you know, think of what kind of things does your audience actually share? What do they like? Uh, How do they talk to one another? When do they talk to one another? Uh, What tools are they using? Is it always on mobile uh, or desktop? Is it via Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat? Is it Instagram? You know, where does your audience congregate? What's the type of thing that they you see them sharing often? All this is a display of the value they've gotten out of either your work or someone else's. You want to watch and see what they're doing and see how they interact. But the other thing is that affects the way that you write the content too. You want to give them short shareable pieces of content so they can, you know, so they can travel more easily. Things that make it easy for others to tell your story for you. So you might want to think of just the way that you organize it too. Yes, it's short, but also is it really focused on a particular thing? Because if you're trying to speak on behalf of someone about a particular topic then it makes sense to be narrow, just to stick really closely and really tightly to one particular topic. That's going to make it a little bit more likely that people will share it. So all these things factor into how people will share. And it just, I've just wanted to spend a little time on this today, just because, you know, as you're creating content, when it comes down to it, I mean, that's really kind of the only metric that matters. If they share, I mean, there's a ton of different ways that people can interact with your work, but sharing is probably the highest form of success that that you could have with a piece, right? Because if you, if, if you accept my premise that people share for these selfish reasons, because they want to be associated with your work, that's a super high compliment then to say, you know, a bunch of these folks shared it with their network because they thought it spoke for them in a way that they couldn't. It was that good. So that, that right there, that's what you want to strive for, is to build something that's so compelling that people are going to want to share. And when you do that, and of course you do it in a genuine manner and you're trying to provide value and serve your audience, all that is great. But you're going to get the effect that comes back to you as well, Right. Because basically people are going to carry your ideas, they're going to carry them further, wider to their own networks, and now your ideas will travel. So I hope that gives you some good considerations for when you're creating your own work and just, the you know, give you a set of standards to hold yourself to. Just ask yourself, once I've produced this, packaged it up, proofread it, made it look nice, and then propagated it via you know, whatever it is, blog, podcast, video, whatever the way that you're connecting with folks via content. Once it's out there, would you share it? If this came across your desk, would you share your own work? And that's a good metric to live by. All right, well, thank you for listening. I guess I'll stop there and we'll see if you have found this to be valuable enough to share. I won't even bother to ask because, look, you will do it if you want to. <laughs> 
and I'll be able to measure that, uh, whether this was actually good or not. So there it is, a little metafiction going on right here within the podcast. And um, But I do hope that you did find it to be valuable or other episodes of this podcast. And I really appreciate your attention as always and all the interacting that you do, the questions, the comments, uh, the sharing via Twitter, especially uh, really appreciate it. So thank you very much as always, and we'll see you on the next episode.